Today, as we jump into our message, we're continuing in our summer sermon series, Portable Christianity. And I like that the theme ties into this message so well because when we're traveling, when we're out on the road or we're visiting somewhere we haven't been before, it's easy to start to feel like an outsider. Or maybe you are pretty keen to notice when those outsiders visit the town that you're from and you're an insider. That insider-outsider dynamic is a part of human life and human travel and enjoyment of seeing the world. But it's something that sometimes can degrade or, or impact our experience or our fun in a negative way. No one likes to feel like an outsider. And sometimes we really enjoy feeling like an insider. Can you think of a time when you were out traveling and you suddenly were an outsider? I'll tell you about a time in my life. I had the chance to visit Taipei in Taiwan. And something about Taipei is that locals, right? We always are looking for that local thing. We don't want to do what all the tourists do. We want to be a local. Something that the locals don't always do is eat in restaurants. Now, they do eat in restaurants to celebrate special occasions or to go for a specific meal. But by and large, the locals in Taipei will eat at a night market. And so the night market is this stalls of merchandise and food stalls, dessert, uh, entrees, all over city blocks at night. And it goes on all night long. And you just wander from stall to stall, eating what you want and filling yourself up with nutrients for your evening meal. However, even if I want to live like a local, there's no way for someone like me to walk through a night market in Taiwan and not immediately be noticed as an outsider. As a guy from rural Wisconsin, it's pretty hard for me to blend in in a place like urban Taipei. And yet, I'm so thankful for that opportunity. And even for the experience of being an outsider. Because it reminds me that so often as Christians, we are concerned with the insider-outsider dynamic ourselves. You see, our churches are sometimes oriented in a way that makes someone new feel like an outsider. Maybe it's the way that our churches are set up physically or geographically, where uh, if you don't know what's going on in a church service, you don't know what to look at or where to go for your reference. Or maybe just because of the friendliness of the people that are there every week, someone can walk in and not feel like it's welcoming for newcomers because everyone seems to be talking to someone they already know. And that feeling of being an outsider can scare off or ruin the chances of forming relationships with people that might be interested in the Christian faith. You see, we Christians are not immune from this insider-outsider dynamic that, though we might see it in travel, really permeates all aspects of our lives, whether it's work or home, sibling rivalries, friendship cliques. Even in the church, we need to be careful about causing division when we really need to be striving for unity. Jesus talks about that in today's reading from Mark chapter 4, and he tells it in a story. These are called parables. It's almost a riddle or a story with a teaching that's hidden in an illustration. Here's the story from Mark chapter 4. Jesus said, How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It's the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches, and birds can make nests in its shade. Kind of a nice, calming picture of a plant in a garden, this shrub growing up along the ground, and as it grows, its branches spread out, and birds are able to fly in and nest in its branches. But that picture that Jesus paints in Mark 4 is pretty important. 
because it's a very clear example, a very clean illustration of what the kingdom of God really is like. You see, so often we as Christians imagine that the kingdom of God is going to be this huge, visible, famous sort of celebrity kind of experience that God's just going to call everyone to himself and all of a sudden we'll all be insiders. But Jesus had something else in mind. You see, the mission of Jesus was a little bit unexpected. Maybe we even would think it's unusual. And so it's kind of funny that he describes a shrub rather than something like a a mighty pine tree or a tree you can see from miles and miles away. No, he goes with a mustard shrub. And yet that picture is powerful because shrubs, uh, garden shrubs like mustard shrubs, grow along the expanse of the ground. They, They sort of stay low to the ground, but they cover a lot of area. And if you're not paying attention, before too long, that shrub has taken over the garden or the yard. It's a little bit like that with the story of the church. You see, Jesus was one man in the Middle East, telling his story, establishing his kingdom. In fact, just a few chapters earlier in Mark chapter 1, John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, announces that Jesus is beginning his ministry. And Jesus comes along and says, Behold, repent, that is, turn back to God, because the kingdom of heaven is near. And if you look at the original languages, the translation really means the kingdom of God is at hand. That is, it's right here. It's not something that's going to come just when you die or just in the next life. But in fact, in Jesus, walking along the earth, the kingdom of God was established then and there and continues to be so. So this one man in the Middle East 2,000 years ago begins a movement that grows across the surface of the earth, kind of like a subversive and yet dominant shrub. It's kind of funny to describe it that way, but the picture fits. It's not a big, beautiful tree that just attracts all the attention to itself. No, instead, it's a movement that's built through relationships, one person at a time. And as that faith and truth in Jesus' love for the whole world began to take root and grow, it became a home, not just for the chosen Jewish nation that God used to bring about the Savior, but for every nation all over the world, any of us can find truth and security in Jesus' message. We're like birds from all over the earth finding a place to nest in the mustard plant. That's the picture that Jesus is painting. There's no outsiders when it comes to a mustard plant because everyone's an outsider. There's no insiders because the plant grew out of a single seed. There's no native nests in the kingdom of God. Instead, all of us are brought into it. You'll notice I've been saying kingdom of God. But a better word for us to understand that might be family of God. There's no insiders or outsiders when it comes to the family of God because when we find our home in Him, we all are members of the same family. You know, wherever you're from or wherever you're traveling to, whatever church you're a part of and however the insider-outsider dynamic is in that place, I want you to hear this truth. Though the divisions in life of insider and outsider exist in all these other areas, when it comes to your relationship with Jesus, when it comes to your identity as one of God's children because of the faith and trust you have in Jesus, that's what we're teaching those kids this week through Vacation Bible School, the trust that you have in Jesus makes you a part of His family. There's no outsiders. You're not an outsider here. No, all of us are brought in 
We all are insiders in unity, in the joy of trusting in Jesus. The family of God, the kingdom of God, it's right here. It's this trust that we have in Jesus. So whether you're here in Scottsdale or somewhere in the Midwest or across the United States, or maybe you're at a night market in Taipei or anywhere else in the world, whether you feel like an insider or an outsider right now, know that you are a member of the family of God because of the truth of trusting in Jesus. Amen.